Work, 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 work. It's a rule around here. You work hard, play hard. I have eight different bosses right now. A big pardon? Eight bosses. Eight? Eight, Bob. What if I work late? You work late. But I made the appointment two months ago. I'm here. Fresh off the lips of health marketing experts, this is Marketing Mouths. And now, here's Bill Klaproth. Taking what they're giving because I'm working for a living. My love it. Welcome to the Marketing Mouse Podcast, episode number three. Many marketing professionals at hospitals are overworked and understaffed, and in the fast-paced, hyper-competitive world of hospital marketing, it can be hard to keep up. So our mission is to bring you marketing, PR, and social media experts, and other guests with information and insights to help you stay on top of your game. With me today is the one... The only Denise Mananis, she's already going, uh oh, (laughs) director of marketing, public relations, and development in St. John's Riverside Hospital. Denise is an experienced marketing professional, adept at creating beneficial relationships with stakeholders and implementing integrated strategic marketing and communications campaigns. And right now she's thinking, what did I get myself into? A little bit. That's correct. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about sharing content on social media to create a sense of community. Denise, thank you for joining me today. So before we dig in, yeah. fill us in a little bit on the blanks of your career and let us in on your personal life. What's fun for you in your off time? Um, well, so let's start with the personal. My um, my kids are fun. Um, I have a great time with them and uh, I have one daughter who's a competitive dancer and one daughter's in college, and um, and I think they're the greatest thing ever. So I have a great time with them and my husband, and, you know, that's what it's about when I'm not working, which it seems as though I'm always working, <laughs> uh, because I wear 20 hats uh, for St. John's and have always done that for 25 years here, uh, worked for a couple of other uh, two places of higher ed, uh, when I got out of college, and then uh, also for the American Heart Association. So I've always been in the sort of not-for-profit, um, want to help the community, want to serve the community sort of um, place. So mm-hmm. that's what I, I that's what turns me on. You know, I like the idea that we're doing good and doing well for our community. It's a feel-good. It just yeah, feels it is, good. It is really a feel-good. When you work in healthcare for as long as I've worked for it, you realize what the people here do and how they take care of people and how hard it is. And that kind of, you know, I'm very passionate about that. And telling those stories over the years is, is sort of what I love. Because um, mm-hmm. you know, I like to make people cry in a good way. <laughs> That's right. You got to move them. That's very true. So speaking of storytelling and moving people, one of the best ways you can do that is by using social media. But it seems like, Denise, many hospitals haven't figured that out yet, or they don't really know what to do with social media. They may have a, a Facebook and a Twitter and an Instagram, and there's a couple of posts on things going on at the hospital, but that's about it. That's not really going to move the needle and, and take you where you want to go, is it? Yeah, no, you know, it's, it's very funny because it's not, and I think it takes a long time to sort of get comfortable with it. It's an immediate um, sort of media, and we really took a long time here. My CEO, actually, he made me sweat for three years before he'd agree to let me have a Facebook page. Uh, 
So I had to really sit and figure out, you know, what do I want to do and how fast do I want to do it? And the answer to that uh, in terms of timing was that we wanted to take it slow. We really want to build a community, um, both for our employees, because we have three campuses of our hospital and of many off-sites, and we really wanted them to feel connected. And I was not looking for big numbers of likes and followers immediately. I was looking for a slow, committed sort of follower, someone who wanted to know what we were up to and who we were. Now, luckily for me, St. John's is the first hospital between New York City and Albany. And so it has been a fixture in our community for a very long time. It's 145-something years now. And so for because of that, we, uh, we have so many employees who are part of the community. We really wanted the people outside our doors and a little bit beyond to know who was here. So we started focusing on some of our employees, our nurses, our techs, people in the OR, people in central sterile supply, people that nobody ever sees. Uh, and and who just sort of quietly go about doing their jobs uh, and are sort of quiet heroes in our system. And so we started with Faces of St. John's and introducing people and talking to them. That that is actually evolving right now into a uh, a new campaign that we're about to launch, um, sort of meet the St. John's employee. I haven't titled it yet. And we're we're going to be asking employees, why do you love working for St. John's? We have a lot of long-term employees, and it's a labor of love. So they really um, can tell a story about this hospital that resonates with people in the community. And then for the community, I want them to see, you know, what what jewels are here, both in terms of services, but the people who deliver those services really have the stories. So that's sort of, you know, our thinking about how we went about social media. Kind of growing up when I did, smartphones, social media, this is all new stuff. And there's a lot of people who are uncomfortable with it. So we've been very conscious about introducing it in the community. Um, We are very focused on Facebook and Twitter. And um, we have a YouTube channel because we're looking at content and how best to uh, meet the needs of our community through that content. And it's interesting because initially we weren't doing many videos when we started. Now we're beginning to do more and more. And so YouTube is the repository for that. Um, It's It's a great spot for it. Yes. And especially, right, with the... With everybody having a phone in their pocket, basically a video camera in their pocket, it's, it's a lot easier to start doing those videos. Um, technology has made it so much more easy. So, Denise, I love that. So, yeah, it took you three years talking to the CEO finally to get a Facebook page. I think there's a lot of marketing directors listening that 
may have fought that battle and are still fighting that battle. And I love when you say you wanted to take it slow. You weren't really interested in, in likes and shares, the big numbers right away. And you were looking for people that were committed and interested in, yeah. in what was going on at the hospital. And it sounds like a neat way you kind of rolled it out with the Faces of St. John's. Yeah. Just kind of introducing the people at the hospital to the community. That's right. what the campaign basically was. Right. And and honestly, you know, you get to tell the story of, let's say, what happens in wound healing, but you're telling it through either the staff and a staff or patient or doctor and patient, but there's always a mix so that you're meeting someone who's delivering care, whether it's a staff person or a doctor, and then you get to hear a story, and hopefully that person's story is a reflection of the community. So people recognize themselves and say, well, my God, this could be me. This is wonderful. I didn't know they had that sleep lab or that wound healing center or, you know, well, God, the maternity unit is beautiful. Look at that. So those are the, that's what we hope to do through social media. And we're very um, strategic about how we're doing that. So, you know, that's sort of where we are. Although I will say one thing that was key to getting approval and that is, I sat down uh, at my CEO's direction and said, what possible negative commentary could we see? So I wanted to improve the comfort level internally when we launched social media. And I wrote responses for every conceivable thing that could possibly come up. And sort of over time, I've learned how to take um, concerns, complaints offline and, and able to address them. And it's very interesting to see how um, when someone is paying attention through social media that, um, that it really begins to turn the reputation a little bit um, because you, you're taking sort of the anger out of people by immediate response. And, and that I've, I mean, I've answered... Um, request for information or, you know, a frustration on a child who's trying to get in touch with their parent and it's 6 o'clock on a Sunday morning and they're in Iowa and their parent is here. And I've answered them at 6 o'clock in the morning and they were shocked that they got an answer. And so it, it, it's a little bit all-consuming at times, but we know the answers. And so that was a really valuable exercise to go yeah, through. Yeah, that... Right. So, you know, social media is about engagement and starting that relationship. And when people do write in the comment section, whether they're upset or thank you, I think you did a great job. Responding is so important because other people see that. And if it is a complaint, when they see a very level-headed, thoughtful response, they go, oh, well, you know, geez, the hospital is right on top of it. They answered right away. And I, yeah. Okay, I get. I boy, they were really on it and very thoughtful and very respectful. You know, I like them. So you get even if somebody does post something negative, you can still turn that into a positive brand impression as Absolutely. well, right? Absolutely, Absolutely, and it's happened. It's it's actually what's interesting. You know, where this hospital, our main hospital campus, is located, was situated in a community that was historically an aging population. And so, you know, I still do some traditional things. I still send a printed newsletter out. Um, But over the last 10 years, I've seen great change in our community, uh, greater ethnic diversity. I mean, we're located right outside New York City in the Bronx. 
And so, you know, we're seeing a lot of movement ethnically here. And you were right when you said, you know, everybody has a smartphone. Everybody is online. The number of check-ins I see on Facebook to let people know where they are, is it, it, it sort of boggles the mind. I mean, I'm a little old to do that when I go places. I don't check in on Facebook and tell people where I am. But certainly the younger population is absolutely doing that. And so we send welcoming notes out to people, and we're glad you're here, and congratulations on the birth of that baby. And, you know, it, it's sort of startling to them that someone is watching. Right, and they and they like that actually. And they now, do. do you have a do you have a team, Denise, or are you mainly manning the the comment uh, section? Uh, How does that work? I handle all the comments. Um, the team for posting is two of us and an intern, and we have a uh, an intern generally all the time. And um, I have a, pro- a media production manager who does a lot of our content production. So, you know, I'll take a picture and post it. She'll do a video. Uh, we'll do a short video, either one of us, and then uh, standing posts and things we line up, and we have an intern who can do a lot of that for us. Um, and we have some interested um, people in the community, in, in the hospital community, who I've designated sort of social media ambassadors, and they are the people in front desks, and they sort of ask people to sign up. That's relatively new when we, you know, we're really sort of hitting our stride and getting comfortable now. So we're asking those people to say, hey, like us on Facebook, you know, let us know how you feel about, you know, what happened here today and uh, tell a positive story. So that is happening. You know, it's just beginning. We actually implemented that about four weeks ago. That's nice. You're leveraging the people in the hospital to assist you in your social media efforts. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we're beginning to see that. Also, what's interesting, too, is we're beginning to use Facebook as a means to um, sort of boost the post. Facebook is an interesting tool, and I think that's how I look at it. How do I, how do I convert, you know, go back to old marketing. How do I convert a lead into a sale? And so we're looking at doing more uh, boosted posts, trying to broaden our reach and see if we can pull people in uh, through that medium. And that's also a new strategy that we're, that we're beginning to work with. So You're right. It's a great way to build awareness, kind of that top of the funnel. Yes. Oh, I knew of this hospital. I didn't really know about them. Oh, here's an right. opportunity to learn a little bit more. Oh, I didn't know they did that. Or, yeah. oh, gosh. Oh, okay. Well, or it's kind of like a drip campaign, a little boom. Boom, yeah. it's all, you're kind of always in front of them, and, and that's important because you don't want to be forgotten. So be forgotten. social media is great for that. It is really great for that because yeah. it's also something that people can just go by if they don't want to deal with it at that time. But they might remember seeing something. Oh, let me go back and look for that. And so it really is helpful. Um, what I also find fascinating is that, you know, the hectic lives of our staff, our employees, uh, you know, we have many staff who are not sitting at computers. They're, you know, they're doing patient care, but this keeps them more connected to the things that their hospital's doing. And I find that particularly valuable for the evening and night shifts because these people are not here when the hubbub of the business of healthcare goes on. 
and they may not be looking at email regularly enough to know that we're doing this thing or that great thing happened or, you know, all of that. So they're getting it for the first time in a more constructive and, and timely way. And I think that's also beneficial to, to keep employees connected to us. I think that's so true, it, and it also kind of builds a sense of pride in your hospital, and you're like, oh, I didn't know they were doing that, or oh, yeah. that's, uh, I, I didn't, or uh, oh, yeah, I heard about that, but now I get to see it right. with uh, some of the pictures that you're posting. So I've been on your Facebook page, and it's very well done. Consistent posting, a good mix of you know health information, uh, hospital events, physician yeah. information and services, a lot of slideshows, videos, which is really cool. How do you organize all of that? I know you kind of talk Talked about your team, but do you have a, a calendar at all, or how do you kind of how do you how do you put all the pieces of the puzzle together? Well, I, it's not a social media calendar. I actually started, um, and this was a request from a new uh, our new chief operating officer who sort of wanted to get the width and you know understand the width and breadth of what we do in this department. And we are a small department. There's two full time um, and. Uh, I have someone here 10 hours a week and an intern. And and so she, when she came aboard uh, a little over a year ago, she said, you know, can you give me something that tells me what's going on from not just a social media calendar, but marketing, the, you know, the whole marketing calendar, the whole uh, fundraising event calendar, the regular event calendar, employee events. And I, I constructed... Um, uh, using an online tool, I constructed a massive calendar that we've just loaded everything in. And one of the nice things about having to go through that sort of laborious process was I actually got to see how we can plan better and how we can, you know, um, create content without having to think about it because now I know that we're doing stroke education or we're doing. Uh, you know, get your pink on, which is our celebration for uh, breast cancer awareness month. I can just, you know, move that right over to the social media calendar. So, sort of doing that process was uh, very beneficial for us and gave us a much greater sense of organization. Sorry to say that before that it was sort of like, oh, I think we're doing that. Let me find that out when. And this is really much. Um, this has been very helpful for us because, again, you know, we're a small group here, and we try and stay on top of everything. Tough going so you're sometimes. La- yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's staffs are a little compromised, a little short. So, But what you're explaining here is really great for someone that doesn't have a, a social media presence or is just starting out or, like I said, you know, okay, we have to have a Facebook page, so we've got it for a year now, and... We post once or twice a month. We really don't know what to do with it. So what you're laying out here is some really good steps, Denise. And like you said, you know, take it slow. Map the whole year out. You know, okay, this is going to be Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And and November is, you know, Lung Cancer Awareness Month. And we always do an event for that. So Go Red for Women for Heart Disease and Stroke Month. Because that's natural content. And I guess for any not-for-profit, if you're in higher education, you've got comparable kinds of things that happen during the calendar year that are natural subjects for social media. You don't have to go and start 
at the beginning and, oh, my God, what do I do now? Yeah, what do I do? I've got to write a blog, right? Oh, my God, how do I do this every week? So by doing what you're saying is, boy, I've got a whole year planned out. And, boy, I can start thinking about ideas, boy, in six months when it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I know we do this and this, but, okay, let's start thinking ahead. Maybe we could showcase this or do a couple posts on this. You can kind of start organizing your thoughts so when it gets to be that time, Oh, I know what we're going to do. It's not, oh, God, today is the day. It's go red for women day. What do we do? Who's wearing red? You know, it's so nice to think about it ahead of time. Yeah, and you know what I found really great? Um, Something that we try to get people, our employees, more involved in. We're asking our employees, because we're very, we have three campuses, and as I mentioned, in a lot of off-sites, and now we're asking our employees who were participating in these celebrations on their own campus to take pictures, send them in. So now we're, and, and every year we're seeing more and more from the off-sites to participate and see themselves on Facebook, which I think is really great because that connects them even more to the organization, but it shows our community, you know, this is a, a an organization that really takes health care and community health very seriously. And so, you know, that's been a real win for us, too, getting the employees involved. And when it comes to sharing content, you know, on social media to create that sense of community, that's great advice. Again, leveraging your own employees because that's going to resonate and be very relatable to the community. Yeah, so especially since they're from, by and large, they're from the community. So people are always going, oh, that's my neighbor. And, oh, my goodness, I went to second grade with that one. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that you begin to hear. And, you know, for us, that's what we want. We want people to know who we are, and how well we take care of the community. Mm-hmm. Well, that's wonderful advice. And any other advice, Denise, for someone just starting out on social media? Any other thoughts you can share? Um, well, just, you know, be true. Be true to your organization's mission. Um, be true to the personality and the culture. And, and be respectful. I mean, I think those are sort of very key things anyway in any marketing in any advertising, in any PR, um, you want you want to um, always be proud of what you're putting out there. So just focus back on the sort of what makes this organization unique, and and talk about those things that you can be proud of. That's great advice. Thank you for sharing that with us, Thanks. Denise. And you mentioned earlier about a digital marketing. If I could ask you to look into your magical, mysterious marketing crystal ball. Yeah. Where do you see us going with hospital marketing in the future? Well, that's very interesting because up until maybe two years ago, I would say we were, you know, 90% traditional marketing. And as I mentioned earlier, we, I'm seeing such a change in our, in the, the makeup of our community. Younger families are moving in, greater ethnic diversity, um, I do think, as I said, everyone's got a smartphone. No matter what socioeconomic strata someone is from, they're all walking around with a, a smartphone. So this is golden opportunity, um, and I do think that we are going much more digital. Uh, this was a big year for us, um, moving into digital advertising. Uh, we did Google advertising uh, in a big way this year, which never was part of our marketing mix. Um, and and Facebook, uh, doing more advertising, doing more uh, boosted posts. 
just marketing the idea that we're in a digital universe, uh, you know, with the Facebook ambassadors that I have in our staff, just letting people know we're out there that way. We rely now, uh, and, and this email has been around a little bit longer, and we've been using email, but we're beginning to get smarter uh, with email as well. And we're looking to have people join our community and sign up for our email blasts and our newsletters and, and that kind of thing. So we are transitioning um, the marketing mix to a greater percentage. I would say we're probably at 35 to 40% of our, you know, we still do radio, which is an intimate sort of marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have an, a community newsletter, but we're really getting more and more. And we do some advertising, print advertising, in smaller newspapers, in real that really feature local news. Um, but by and large, we are, are moving much more in the direction of digital, and I see that's where we're going to be going, because everybody's online all the time. Everybody's online, you're right, and when they're researching a disease state or a physician, they're online, so that is it. Meet, meet them where they're at. So again, thank you for sharing that with us, Denise. No all right, problem. well, we're, we're not going to let you out that easy. You Uh-oh. know that we have the Marketing Mouths <laughs> Wheel of Questions. Okay. Every, everybody goes through it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. The Marketing Mouse Wheel of Questions. Grab the wheel, Denise, and give it a spin. Okay. Okay, it's coming to a stop. Oh, I love this. This is a great first question. Denise, if you were stuck on a deserted island and could choose one TV hospital doctor as a companion... Who would it be? Would it be A, Dr. Doug Ross, played by George Clooney on ER? Uh oh. B, Dr. Derek Shepard, known as McDreamy, played by Patrick Dempsey on Grey's Anatomy? Mm-hmm. Or C, Dr. Gregory House, played by Hugh Laurie on House? I couldn't disappoint my daughters who are Grey's Anatomy <laughs> addicts, so I would have to say McDreamy. Going with McDreamy. All right. You really can't go wrong with McDreamy. No, you really can't. Really can't. All right, Denise, grab the wheel. Give it another spin. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, this is a good one. What lit your spark for marketing? Oh, my God. What lit my spark for marketing? I mean, I'm a communicator. I think... I get great joy when I see people moved by the stories that we tell. And I think that's what made it, when I was in college, we started, even all that many years ago, we started by telling stories, and I I love that storytelling process. Well, you know, I think most marketers are storytellers because they want to share, and they want to share a great story. Yeah. So... That's cool. All right, grab the wheel, give it another spin. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, we got another deep one for you, Denise. Finish this <laughs> sentence. You're like, oh, no. Throughout my life, the most important thing I've learned is... Be true to yourself. 
Mm, good advice. Be true to yourself, no matter what you're doing. If you're a parent, if you're in business, if you're marketing, if you're working for a company, if you're working for a hospital, higher education, you have to bring yourself to the job. So true. Great advice. Okay, one last spin, Denise. Here we <laughs> okay. go. One last spin. All right. Okay, here we go. And it's stopping. All right. When people find out what you do, what's the first question you usually get asked? Is it fun? <laughs> and that's a loaded it, question. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you you answered that right away. So you must get that's my that is the question. I'm sure you get all the time I when they that. find out what you do and where you work. Yes, usually it's a comment like, um, "Oh, that sounds like such fun," and and it can be, and it can be wonderful. But it it's work like anything else. You have to pay attention. You have to yeah. deliver the goods. Very true, very true. Yeah. Denise, thank you so much thank for you. your time today. Denise I enjoyed it. Mananas, Director of Marketing, Public Relations, and Development at St. John's Riverside Hospital. Denise, thank you again. Thank this is you. the marketing you, you bet. This is the Marketing Miles Podcast brought to you by Dr. Podcasting. Learn more at drpodcasting.com. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.